Thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Have any of you been to one of those indoor go-kart racing type places and I I will I hesitate to even say the word go-kart because this is like next level kind of indoor racing uh Adam and I had the opportunity to go a couple of months ago with a group of um friends and and teammates that we were serving with and it was so much fun but I have to admit it came along with all types of anxiety before we got there (laughs) because everybody was really hyping this experience up and because we were literally getting in these cars race cars that like wh- how fast did they go uh, they what? can i think they can go up to like 40 miles an 40 hour. miles an hour we probably went what though like 20 25 i was going at least 100 that's i guess what i'm getting at is like so none <laughs> of us had adam and i had never done this before had no practice no experience <laughs> you really legit feel like you're at a race car experience because like you have to put the helmet on and everything which really that's all i cared about because it looked like really legit right, and right. adam like pretty much dominated all of us. And mm. I was, I, I was like shocked because I was like, I was like, how are you beating all of us? You've never <laughs> done this ever before. Like you seem to like, I would think you would be like the last person here to beat all of us because we've never done this. Before. I'm just naturally good at like Mario Kart, And so that I just translated it into real life and, yeah, and honestly... I, I had a bag of banana peels and I was throwing out <laughs> some, like, turtle shells. Did and, you wreck anybody? I can't remember. Uh, Well, the first... So you do a practice lap, you know, where you get, like, eight... or I can't remember, but you have a certain amount of laps that you can go and just kind of get used to it and get the feel for it. And um, I didn't see him... Wh- I remember what he said about waving the flag as far as to, like, come into the pit area, but I don't... Something happened, and I didn't know how to get in there. I was flying, and and Ian, who was on was with us at that on that trip, was in front of me, and I just slammed into him because I I didn't know what I was doing, and he was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, sorry." And I guess that's part of the fun too. And then I won. But today we're talking about what it means. Every race, yeah, I won. Okay. Did you really? Every re- broke records. Okay, right. Well, <laughs> please don't say that again. Um, but. When we feel unqualified, um, how do we operate within that? Because Satan loves to um, sneak on in and dis- like just discredit us and to help us oh, yeah. feel like not confident and all these things. Um, so how do we operate when we don't feel very qualified? And so, Adam, have, can you think of a time in your life maybe where you haven't felt qualified for the job that you were up for? Basically my whole life. Um, so, yeah, specifically, I mean, first of all, the Bible is full of stories of God using unqualified people. I mean, from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, it's full. One of the most relatable things in Scripture. Yeah, seriously, it really is. So if if you're like, I don't know if God uses unqualified people, well, you're wrong, and he does, and it's all through Scripture. So let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. But uh, when I was in college, I my sophomore year, I transferred to a Christian school, much like um, a Liberty University, but it's called University of Mobile. I've mentioned it before. But uh, I 
auditioned for an, a singing group because it's the only thing I knew about. And I was and like, it was oh. a very like arts and like music and arts. Yes, school. very arts artsy school. Um, and so I I auditioned for this singing group and didn't make it. And then I was like, okay, well that stinks because this school is very expensive and now I have no literally no scholarship. Oh, that was the whole point to get scholarship? Yeah, and so I didn't get it. Well, then somebody was like, hey, you should try out for this new band that's starting um, where it's going to be like a, a worship band and they're going to you know, be on scholarship and then they're going to travel around to play for youth groups and churches or whatever and basically promote for the, for the school, but you'll be leading worship in a, like a worship band. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I mean, I'm, I've never done it before. Like at that, you know, up to that point, I had just played the keyboard very mediocre, um, and never been in a band. So I was like, yeah, I'll try that. Well, there was only two of us that tried out and I ended up making it. It was God's plan. I mean, cause I'm pretty sure the other kid was better. So I made it and got in this band. Well, the band members are ridiculously phenomenal. I mean, like some of the best musicians I've ever played with still to this day and just amazing guys. And, um, Zach Adamson, shout out, uh, and Sam and, uh, Robert Landon, all the guys, I mean, they're just amazing guys and, uh, incredible musicians. And what was I the name of this band again? <laughs> I was avoiding saying that cause we always thought it was a little cheesy, but it was called exit 13. Exit 13. Why? Uh, cause you get off exit 13 to go to the school. Oh, I don't think that's cheesy. I think that's kind of uh, cool. In the moment we were I like, forgot that's okay. the name of it though. Um, there is a picture out there where we took a, we took like a, a, um, photo. Like, By the sign? Yeah, no, no. We did like, we went to a studio and took like artwork pictures Please of our band. Please post that picture when you oh, post it's bad. about this podcast. It's real bad. I hope all of you have already had the pleasure <laughs> of seeing that. If you're listening I'm pretty sure I had like a bowl cut or something. I don't know. It was bad. Classic. Anyway, so uh, I'm in the band. I was learning a lot, but for sure very intimidated like the whole time I was in it because I just – our director who led it – we had a guy who was like our worship leader, and that was Zach, and he was a college student as well. But then we had a director of the band, and he helped us and like did the rehearsals, and his name is Mark Moses, still one of my favorite people to this day. And Mark was like a mentor to us and – just so happened, Mark was also a insanely good piano player. I mean, amazing. And so the the running joke was we would be in rehearsal and we would finish, and Mark would go, "Guys, that," and they would all kill it. All the guys would just be amazing, you know, and they're just playing it perfectly. And I'm up there looking like I'd, I've never even seen a keyboard before. And then Mark would go, "All right, guys, y- y'all go ahead and stop. Uh, that was great, um, Adam." That was always that was like the running thing. Every time a song would stop, it would be like, "Great job, guys! Y'all did a great job." Uh, Adam, let's let me show you something. And he would go up there and he'd be like, "You know, it goes like this." And he'd like play all this stuff, and I'm like, "I, I, I literally couldn't even see your hands move. Like, how did you do that?" So I was just so, I mean, I was in a big growing season in my life for sure, but. Um, we would do these things where we would go over to Mark's house and the whole band would go over there and um, we would, you know, have dinner, but then also just kind of spend time together. And it was, we were growing close anyway because we were traveling a lot and um, we would go to sketchy places in the middle of the night and we got stuff stolen in Tuscaloosa. It's pretty sketchy there. But, uh, and so we were getting close and we would go hang out at Mark's house. Well, Mark had a, a baby grand piano in his home. Uh, it wasn't like a, a... It's like dream status. Oh, for yeah. He was like... I mean, if he wasn't already the man to me, <laughs> then I walked into his house and saw that he had a baby grand piano, and I was like, okay, who even are you? And so he's like, let's just have some some worship. So we did, and it was like eight of us, and Mark's just playing, leading worship, and it was like a glimpse of heaven. I mean, it was an amazing moment and so cool. 
well, a few months go by and it's time for us to go back to Mark's house to, um, to have another, you know, dinner in his house and, um, and have worship. Well, we're sitting there and I'm just ready to have another moment of awesome worship where Mark's playing the piano. And he's one of those that when he starts playing the piano, it's, it's like the presence of God just falls right there. And so he, he sits at the piano and he goes, I'm going to just have one of you guys lead for us. And I'm like, oh, okay, that'd be cool. You know, Zach's amazing and, you know, <laughs> Sam's awesome. And, you know, Landon is a drummer, but I'm sure knowing him, he could probably play whatever. And and so he's like, Adam, why don't you come up here and, and uh, lead us in a few songs, literally on the spot. And I'm, I'm already like, are you kidding me? I'm not even qualified to be in this band, much less to lead you guys in worship and, and or you, Mark. And so, he, I mean, I was terrified, terrified. I'm like reliving the moment and I'm even terrified right now. <laughs> And I just remember going up there and being like, am I going to play Jesus Loves Me? Or I have no idea. Like, I, no, no songs were coming to my head. Like, I don't know what to do. What key am I going to do? I mean, all these, like, fears and anxieties. And I was terrified. And, I, I mean, I ended up getting through it, and it was fine. But I'm positive it wasn't that great. Um, but, one, there, there are a lot of things to, to, to point out in this story the most important thing God desires and looks at you and knows that Mark knew that I wasn't, you know, the greatest musician and the greatest piano player. And out of those guys, I was probably the least likely to be up to go up there and play and do an amazing job. But his leadership in my life was that he wanted to help me grow. He wanted to push me. He wanted to give me that moment so that I could get better so that I could learn from it. And I look at that and I go, man, what a visual of what God does in our life where he sees us and he goes, I fully understand that you are not capable to do what I'm about to ask you to do. But yet he still looks at us and still goes, I'm going to put you in this position or I'm going to, I'm going to provide you with this job. I'm going to provide you with these people in your life that are going, that are going to be around you. And you're going to be the least talented person around, around all of them. He does things like that to push us and to grow us. And, you know, if, if anything, like I look back on that moment and man, I would not be the worship leader that I am today if it wasn't for that moment that Mark, you know, provided in my life. And so super cool learning experience with that. And, um, for anybody, you know, listening, we want to challenge you always, but the challenge is be ready for the moments where God gives you opportunities to function in your incapabilities, because there are going to be so many times where you go, I am not qualified to do this. And that does not mean that you're not supposed to be in that moment. If anything, it probably means you're supposed to be in that moment. Yeah. And I think you kind of laughed about this earlier when I asked you that question. And I just love that story you shared. Honestly, it makes me just a little emotional. Come on, cry. Cry on the podcast. That'd be great <laughs> for our viewers. But when you're like, oh, my whole life, like I felt unqualified. And I think Honestly, you know, since I, I, you know, the past 10 years for us, I, for me have been in ministry because we got married and you're in ministry and that became what we were. And I have felt unqualified for those 10 years and a lot of different steps that we've taken, but I've also seen God like use me and grow me in ways I would have never experienced because I stepped into some of those places that was honestly quite scary and out of my comfort zone. Um, and used an unqualified person like me, and he's still doing that. And I think, and just to be, I guess, pretty transparent here, but even up until last year, I think last year was probably one of my most difficult years in ministry out of the past 10. Um, and that's just because the 
I think the enemy obviously wanted to, you know, speak a lot of lies over my life. But also I was put in a lot of uncomfortable situations or challenges um, where I had to face, I think, I guess to back up a little bit, sometimes the root of why we think we're not qualified for something is very worldly Mm -hmm. of caring about what other people think about what you're qualified for. And so those fears come into play because of what other people think about you. Um, And so it's interesting. And I love that story about Mark because I think the Lord uses people like Mark to encourage us and really propel us forward. But he can also use people to discourage us and really like cause us to take steps back out of frustration or fear or feeling inadequate or insecure. And so it reminds me too to be that person that can propel other people forward and not backward when it comes to um, just how people are qualified to live out their calling in their life. Um, And so I think uh, it's just part of how God uses people is he wants to use our brokenness and our insecurities and where we're not good to build us up and to show other people that, hey, you can still be broken and like God's still going to use you. Yeah. There's a lot of things, to, again, that can be pointed out, but I think it's important to say that when we approach an opportunity or when God gives us opportunities and our feeling is inadequacy or we feel like, oh my gosh, there's no way that I should I should be the one getting... Like when I, when I made the band, Exit 13, I thought, I did? <laughs> like, was there a mistake? Like, did y'all, are you sure that you meant to write my name down? And when, when you're in, in any scenario, when you are given an opportunity or something like that happens in your life and your, your approach or your immediate feel is, oh my goodness, I don't deserve that, that's the opposite of pride. And if we walk into any opportunity that we're given and we're prideful, that is not, that's not the place that God wants us to be. So I, I think it's, it's a good it's a good place to be. Now there's a difference in, and this could be a a different podcast for a different day, but there's a difference in confidence and arrogance. And, you know, when you see that God gives you opportunities, when, when I look back on, I think about that moment with Mark all the time when he asked me to go up there and I'm positive. I played probably not good songs or like really basic songs because I didn't want to mess up or I only knew the chords to like, you know, three songs ever. And so, um, so I look back on it and I go, man, Yes, I felt inadequate. Yes, I felt like I shouldn't have been the one that he called on to do that. And I'm not speaking out of, you know, insecurities, but like I definitely was the most untalented musician in the room. Like I was the young, I was the, not the youngest, but I was the most, um, you know, I had the less, least, least amount of experience. I was not as good at my instrument as those guys were. So it was true that I wasn't as talented, but, and all those things can be okay in any scenario in your life where you feel like you're stepping into a moment and you go, I'm not qualified. I'm not that talented. And I had the least amount of experience, but that doesn't mean that you can't have full confidence that God has you right where he needs you. And when I look back, I go, man, I wish that I I like walked into that moment, super confident that yes, all those, all these things check off that I shouldn't be in here and shouldn't be up here. But that means more than anything that God's about to do something amazing in me and through me. And when I think about what it translates into what we're doing now, and it translates into anybody's life and anyone who listens to this that feels like they need to take steps of faith, it it goes to say that, that you know, so I, we were looking at this up before we started, but Psalm 37, 4, 
says for us to delight ourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And the delighting in him is us walking into those opportunities and we go, I'm confident, God, that, that, you, that you put me in this position because I'm unqualified. I don't feel like I should be here. Insecurities and fear and doubt and all these things want to rush in, but I'm going to trust the fact that you have me here. And it's it's when we do that, that's the first step and that's the faith. Delighting in him is the faith. And then the beautiful part of scripture says, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And and when I look at what we do and, and all the things, that, and look, none of it's easy. Obviously, if you're called to do something and you feel unqualified, you know, you can't just go, okay, I'm unqualified. I'm terrified. I have high anxiety right now. My heart's beating, but I'm just going to flip a switch and <laughs> and be all confident. It obviously easier said than done, but that's, that's the challenge is to be confident that you are probably unqualified and shouldn't be there, but that's where God wants you. All that to say, next time we're on the racetrack, we're going down. <laughs> no, I can't be. I'm unstoppable. I will be so confident and qualified. So <laughs> I just said go into a moment with no pride, and I'm like, I will. I'm no, gonna win. I, this is not gonna be pride. This is just confidence. So <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm prideful. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, you're going down. Okay. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed today, and I uh, just wanted to challenge you with that, and to say that if you ever feel unqualified then you probably are. <laughs> but that's what God wants. He desires us in that place. And us, if we, if we are more than qualified and go into it with pride, then we're not going to be relying on Him, and He wants us to rely on Him. So thanks for listening today to the Refuge Podcast. We hope it helped you in some way. We'll catch you guys next time.